Hi everybody, this is Chandler. And this is Chris. And you're listening to X Reads the Podcast. We are back for a special episode that we wanted to bring to you because uh, earlier this year, I was given the great opportunity and honor to moderate a cast reunion for X-Men, the animated series from the 90s. Chandler, this panel, I have to say, was probably the most amazing panel that I've ever seen you produce. I, I was moved to tears and I was so full of smiles and it was an amazing tribute to Norm Spencer, the actor who portrayed Cyclops in X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really hard for me just to keep it together when I was on zoom with that cast because they were so sincere and heartfelt in their condolences to, to uh, everybody that was around Norm Spencer and his uh, terrible loss earlier this year. Um, He passed away August 31st of 2020. And yeah, Lenore Zan, who was on our show last year in 2019, she asked me to moderate it and I just was incredibly flattered. I just couldn't imagine like I could, they could call up anybody that they'd want and they, they asked me to do it. And I just was like over the moon. And then you told me the news and I was over the moon for you. Yes. Was, you know, it's such an honor. And um, some special things about this particular panel was the fact that they, they really open up and share their hearts and, you know, get into some stories that you don't really get to hear on the con circuit or in other interviews, mm-hmm. you know, r- really personal stories and their connection with Norm Spencer. It was very, very heartwarming. Yeah. On the panel, I was able to speak with the voice actors of Rogue, Wolverine, Gambit, Morph, Storm, Mr. Sinister. And we also had Beast and the artistic director and producer and uh, writer of the show, Larry Houston, who also famously was part of the Pride of the X-Men animated pilot from however way back. He was part of the animated Fantastic Four series. So much history in animated superheroes. Indeed. And, you know, as an added coolness to this, this was the first time the voice actress for Storm has done a panel right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so this is kind of like her debut appearance into the uh fandom world mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and you'll hear them tell stories about what they think about their characters how they relate to them how the x-men was a metaphor for acceptance for people that felt that they did not belong and of course give very touching tributes to norm spencer so i hope all of our listeners get to enjoy this special little treat and we look forward to talking more about the X-Men comics when we come back in our next episode. And make sure to follow us on social media at X Reads Podcast and you could subscribe to our podcast as well on all platforms. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the cast reunion of X-Men the animated series. Welcome to the cast reunion of X-Men the Animated Series Reunited in remembrance of Norm Spencer, the voice actor of Cyclops, who died at the age of 62 on August 31st, 2020. My name is Chandler Poling, and I am humbled and honored to be a part of this 
tonight's very special reunion. For those of you who don't know me, I co-host and run a podcast on X-Men called X-Reads. Plus, I have been moderating and producing panel content for Comic-Con, WonderCon, LA Comic-Con through my company, White Bear PR, for the past 10 years. I'm so happy to welcome and reunite the cast of X-Men, the animated series, a series near and dear to my heart. With me today, I have Allison Seeley Smith, the voice of Storm, Cal Dodd, the voice of Wolverine, Chris Britton, the voice of Mr. Sinister, Chris Potter, the voice of Gambit, George Booza, the voice of Beast, Lenore Zan, the voice of Rogue, and Ron Rubin, the voice of Morph. Plus, I have producer, director, and artist Larry Houston. This is such a wonderful moment in history to have everyone together in this virtual space. We are here to celebrate their legacy and the history that they've made on the X-Men universe and to remember their dear friend and leader, Norm Spencer. Notably, we are missing some key actors, namely Catherine Disher, the voice of Jean Grey, who respectfully declined our invitation as she wanted to remember Norm and mourn him in private. I just want to start out by asking, do you have any idea how much your performance as these iconic characters would resonate 30 years later? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No idea. No. Not, not until we started doing Comic-Cons. Which you like a year ago. So when you're recording this this series back in the nineties, did you have any sensation of how popular Exxon was at the time? Or were you guys just working actors doing your job and and not aware of the worldwide phenomenon that the X-Men were? I was a bit in the dark on on X-Men. I didn't, you know, people knew who Stan Lee was, but uh, the empire of Marvel Comics wasn't what it's, you know, is today. And it was a very cool, different cartoon. I'd been doing a lot of cartoony cartoons, and this one was more like a theater gig. And uh, it was a very exciting show, but I had no idea um, um, the lasting power and the uh, uh, the emotional presence it had on on uh, on all the fans. I had no idea. We only knew that it was doing well because we kept going back to do another season. <laughs> yeah. 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 Larry, I had can you never talk about being on the inside? Um, yeah. I mean, the one, the one thing I was going to bring up was like Ron, uh, first season had very little to, to, to talk about because we killed him up so fast. <laughs> but uh, his performance brought him back. The kids loved him. And uh, so we brought you back with a little PTSD, but it was a lot of fun bringing you back into the show. The and I appreciate that, Larry. I mean, as an actor, the worst thing you want to do is get a part and read the script and, oh, I get killed off in episode two. Or, <laughs> you know, that, that, that kind of sucked, but uh, being the evil morph was kind of fun. So thank you, Larry, for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they stuck me in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Beast was in jail. The, yeah, the yeah, one thing, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think all of us, uh, the actors, were, we, we just showed up and did our job and loved every minute of it and loved the chemistry between us. I think the chemistry was part of the magic. And so it, it took years before we found out really what a success the show was. And, and now, having just done a few Comic-Cons over the last year before COVID, it's so heartwarming and, and emotionally overwhelming really to see the love that the fans have for our show and for the characters and i 
I do wish that Norm was here to be able to to really see that and to be able to come with us yeah. on some of those Comic Cons so he could experience it personally. That's that's something that I, I really feel it, sad. It, it about. was a very elevating experience. To to know that your work had survived that amount of time, and people still remembered it almost thirty years later. And not only that, but how um, the original fans are bringing their young children to oh, yeah. uh, meet us at the comic cons, and uh, you know they're they're now rewatching them thanks to Disney Plus together, and sort of introducing a whole new uh, era of fans. That's that's really fabulous. Yeah, yeah I, I just the other day I just did a. a a guy from, remember when we went to Wales, the Chris Potter, we, we had to walk all that way to get into the, the big building, whatever. I remember the first kid that met us was this stocky, red-haired, short guy, and he just went, I know who you are. Like, no, I didn't know who you were because you, you'd never done it before. And uh, so anyway, we, we got there. Anyway, he, he um, has like three children. One just turned five. And, he, and I did a five-minute thing, five to seven minutes, um, because it was the kid's fifth birthday, and he was... Wolverine crazy and wanted me to do like wish him his son this the other son had already done it for his 12 year old and this is for the five-year-old who's just madly crazy here on Disney plus watching it on a whole new generation and like it's just starting all over again I hate fantastic that's <laughs> great so I want that's to ask each of you to please tell me what what do you love about the character that you voice and I want to let's start with Chris Potter to hear what what did you love about Gambit and then I would love to hear from each of you well, at the, at the time filming it, what I loved was getting a, a job in that world. <laughs> I'd never really done any of that type of work. So immediately I enjoyed that. It was challenging, but I was tremendously insecure at, uh, about my abilities. And um, I, always, I always tell people it didn't help having Norm Spencer over my shoulder all the time. <laughs> Saying things like, is that how you're going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you have to tell that story yeah. properly, Chris. You have to tell that story yeah. properly. Don't just say, flip that off. What I, what I, uh, I think I, I came to enjoy it more. It was a very slow burn to the whole uh, experience. So as far as the character went, um, I think I could identify with the character. And there was a little room for me to... Um, uh, to find him and develop him and the way Larry wrote it wasn't hard for me to, to play a character at a time that was felt like an outside was an outsider raised by thieves but had a heart and but but was very apprehensive about showing it to anybody or, or being accepted he was a character that wanted to be loved and um, didn't know how and so there was some, there was an arc and there was something to play. There was a backstory. That's what I loved about it. And then, of course, the, the performing uh, with the group of people that were, are here today and the others that aren't. Yeah, Gambit was an outsider amongst the outsiders. It's, that was his character. Hmm. Absolutely. Allison Seeley Smith, let's hear from you. What did you think about Storm? And uh, what was your experience performing her? She doesn't remember. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Who, who did I play again? Which one was it? <laughs> I know I was an X-Men, but I can't remember which one. The power of her, the the yeah. the the sheer unadulterated power, the way that that I could just let her go. I didn't have to um 
I didn't have to hold back anything at all. I love that. And then, of course, the her vulnerabilities, you know, the, the fact that she was so um, terrified of small spaces. She was claustrophobic, you know, but, but I, I loved that. The idea, I mean, it's, it's a role that I still claim. I mean, I, I'll, I'll still step outside every now and again when, you know, the rains, when people want the rain and I just throw my arms <laughs> and I go, I am storm, sisters of the elements. You know, and I sort of call, <laughs> I call it down. So it was, I loved, I loved the power of it. I know what I missed and, and, and um, it's, it's kind of why I decided to do this one because I do, I do avoid um, um, a lot of things, but, but I missed, I missed, I missed the, the, the us working together. See, I was working at Stratford at the time and I was never free to record. So I could only record on Mondays. And a lot of the time I was by myself and like you, Chris, this was my, this was my first big foray into, into, um, voice work. I'd done, I'd done radio dramas, some, some pretty big radio dramas, BBC, CBC, Copros and stuff, but I'd never done the animation stuff. So I'm looking forward, I'm walking in, I figure it's going to be like the radio drama. I'm going to meet all my, my, my colleagues and we're going to work together. And there was me and the microphone and the director on the other side and it was it was it was pretty crazy so i i, I missed that as a as a theater um um practitioner so much of what i do is it comes off other people's energy right i mean acting is reacting and all of that but there was there was nothing and this was my first time and i'm just like i don't know if i can do this how do you do this how do you just keep doing it you know line after line after line for hours at a time um but it 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 was pretty cool and i you know the question that you'd asked before about about understanding the resonance and the impact of this thing that we were doing i didn't really know except i knew that i was in something big when the ia guys who have absolutely no time factors at all were all spoiled babies were coming up and going Hey man, you're on X Men. You're fucking Storm, man. Holy <laughs> shit! And so that's yeah. That's when I realized I must be doing. I must have been in a really big thing. You don't impress IA guys. <laughs> good one. No, good one. Yeah, Allison. Allison, are you aware of like all the internet memes and T-shirts, tribute videos, and everything to your performance of Storm? Like, have you seen any of no. those? There's a lot of tribute stuff to all the characters that you can find on YouTube, but I find Storm and your, especially your speeches, because you had a lot of big verbose speeches about the weather, and so they've captured those performances and then have you on repeat saying them over and over, especially you have an iconic line saying, <laughs> I shall meet you at the monorail, and I've seen it on t-shirts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Okay. Um, oh, Cal, cool. Cal Dodd, let's hear about, let's hear from you. Talk, talk about Wolverine. What do you love about Wolverine? Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I can't hear you because I turned it down so you wouldn't hear. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear about your impressions of Wolverine. What, what do you love about the character? Um, he's as hard as nails. Um, 
the heart is as big as the world. That and he's a lone, lonely guy. He has a hard time with women, quite obviously. <clears throat> Can't keep one. Um, and he's a lost soul, and he was a lost soul, and um, all that, and that uh, he didn't take crap from anyone, and he didn't um, like to see anyone else being taken advantage of. Uh, Hans is looking after uh, uh, what's her name? The cyclop, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Allison, Allison Court. Jubilee. 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 Oh yeah, Jubilee. Oh, that one. Yeah, how much he loved Jubilee and protected her and stuff, and also that he just there's constantly this ship on his shoulder, but only only with all the X Men. That like, <laughs> yeah. and he hated taking instructions and orders. Which hence the line I go where I want to go. And I loved all the lines that he, the, the first line that I ever read was like, you like picking on people smaller than you. I'm smaller than you, pick on me, that kind of stuff. I just loved his attitude and his grittiness. And yet inside he was soft as butter. The thing with the scene with Rogue in France when he's on the altar praying at, uh, what's his name? This guy, I can never remember his name either. Uh, that episode that, um, oh, I think Eric's. Nightcrawler. Thank you. Uh, gave him some readings out of the Bible and stuff, and, and uh, Wolverine ends up in front of the altar, kneeling down, praying, and reading what uh, Mike Crawler gave him. And the camera, as the last shot is that of Rogue going out, going out of the church, and they just the hands on Rogue's eye, Rogue's eye, and she's got like a tear coming out of her face. And I love the way it was shot. And it, this, by no means, was this like a a, a cartoon. This is like a, a this is like a series. Hence, hence previously on X Men. When did you right. hear that previously on Bugs Bunny? No, <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, but I just love him because he was—he's uh, I just—I just love him. He's just a great character. They have the, the gift and luck to that they picked me to do that. It's just wonderful. It was actually, Absolutely. yeah. Your performance so, was was awesome, awesome. And what about you, Lenore? Talk about Rogue and what you love about Rogue. <laughs> Well, you know, my daddy liked to kill himself when he found out I was a mutant. But other than that, <laughs> I, I loved Rogue uh, because she is, again, a strong woman. She's sassy. She takes no guff from anybody. She's the strongest woman in the universe, sugar. And, but yet she, again, is very, very vulnerable underneath all of that bravado. <clears throat> and she, like all great, um, great heroes in, in mythology, she has an Achilles heel. And her Achilles heel is the fact that she cannot touch anybody skin to skin and therefore she can't be intimate with anybody and can never know true, true love. And like Gambit really, you know, she's looking, she's been looking for love in the universe, but she has found it in Professor X's school uh, for, for gifted mutants. She has found herself really there. And when she when gambit makes advances on her i mean she has had a tragedy where she has killed people through her own powers and she doesn't want that responsibility to hurt others again which is why she's always rebuffing him and so um 
so I love her for that. And I love her for the fact that she'll always stand up for the, the underdog and she's always fighting for, um, to, to better human hum, humanity, even though humanity may not accept what she and her comrades are doing and think that they are the enemy. But in fact, they are the best friend that humankind can have and they don't even know it sometimes. I want to hear from Chris Britton. Let's hear about you, what you think about Mr. Sinister and your experience um, being on the show. Uh, well, first of all, the, the design of Mr. Sinister, the illustration of him, uh, just told me so much about how to play him. Uh, uh, it was so informative. Uh, and then, of course, the text. Those are the two areas that, uh, you know, as an actor, you know, doing animation, those are the two elements that, you know, you have to take and, you know, you trust your intuition, you trust, you know, where your vocal abilities take you when you, when you look at that illustration and you look at the text and read it. Um, and with Sinister, uh, you know, and I, I, I played a, a few villains and with Sinister, he became, uh, more interesting and complex as the series progressed. Um, and it was almost like it was in reverse. It was, it was like, you know, because at the end of, of, of the series, the final season, you discovered so much more about Sinister. And uh, whereas usually with villains, they start with how he became Mr. Sinister, but you, you found out at the end of the series, how he became Mr. Sinister. Um, and he was a classic villain. And uh, what actor doesn't like to play uh, that kind of villain and how he interacts with, with the other uh, animated characters? Uh, he was a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, you know, Larry's told me, uh, you know, a fair amount about how they came to illustrate him and, uh, uh, it was it was just a joy to play him, and uh, I, I don't recall uh, if I did uh, a number of the recordings solo in the studio or with the other actors. Um, I was revisiting the um, the episode uh, "Death Do Us Part" till "Death Do Us Part" Part Two, where you know my obsession with Scott Summers and. Uh, Jean Grey really comes to the fore, and uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I kidnap them, and uh, so you know, uh, it, that's really an interesting episode that I, I, I was I was looking at it again the other day, and uh, yeah, Norm, I was rewatching it too. Yeah, you know, Norm's voice was so kind of heroic, uh, and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he was he was perfect. Um, I, it looks like uh, I'm having uh, uh, Coppola's uh, cameraman doing the lighting on my <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, I'll that late. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's the sunlight the going through the trees. Coming <laughs> <laughs> more sinister. <laughs> yes, You're looking exactly. like sinister right now. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of like the 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 character. Uh, you know, about Sinister that I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, George? Talk about Beast. What do you love about Beast? I love the fact that Beast 
was this huge guy that could uh, basically take anybody on that he wanted to, but chose to maybe be the peacemaker, the uh, one who would use reason over violence to achieve his ends. But then if it was necessary, he would resort to the violence or to his force. And also the fact that uh, I used to read X-Men comics when I was a kid. And then to be given the opportunity to actually be one as an adult. Uh, I mean, what kid doesn't imagine himself a superhero when he's reading the comic books or watching the TV shows? And then as an adult to be granted the ability to actually be one. To me, that was one of the most thrilling things. Hmm. And I, had, I, I really identified with Beast in a lot of ways because I grew up being a... a large kid in a uh, in the 1950s when people weren't very kind you know bullying and all that went on without any kind of repercussions like nobody cared about bullies back then uh, it wasn't until lately that people really tried to put a stop to it but you had to go through school constantly being uh, harassed for one reason or another and being a fat kid in school was not easy back in the 50s so the idea of being different and then being uh, a superhero was uh, a really uh, attractive thing to, as an actor to be able to play. Absolutely, that's a great story and a great metaphor and how yeah. you're able to relate the beast experiences into your own personal upbringing. Um, well, I was also a big that. kid. So if I really wanted to take somebody out on the, on the playground, I could. And uh, once in a while I did, and I learned the repercussions for it. And so I always tried to get out of any kind, become very non-confrontational as a, a defense mechanism. Right, right. And Ron, can we hear from you and your, your thoughts on Morph? At first, I just want to say the casting I thought was so great in this show. You know, uh, Lenore is is rogue and 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 Cal's voice and personality encompassed uh, um, Wolverine and George is a gentle giant and Norm was, you know, it, it, was, it was really nice. I, I don't remember reading for auditioning for other parts and I wasn't familiar with Morph and why would I be because it was kind of created for the show. Um, but as I said, I, I had been doing a lot of cartoony cartoons up until then, then like Beetlejuice and Care Bears. And this was such a different experience when the LA crew came down and we had to really get into our characters and find ourselves. And uh, my voice was kind of uh, my voice, but I had to audition for other voices to play the guards and the president and the other cast members. So I, I was auditioning for about six different people that, that weren't me. And um, I loved Morph. Um, you know, I wish he was in more. Uh, and it was kind of an interesting parallel because when he got killed off in the script, I kind of got killed off in the show in real life. And I kind of missed my, my brethren, my X-Men, you know. And then when he got brought back, I was talking to Eric and he said, uh, you really effed up our story arc because they had me written in to befriend Wolverine and then killed me off to show the audience that they mean business. And then, you know, the fans had a wonderful outcry or whatever the case, and they brought me back and I was able to be in a, a bunch of more seasons as the evil morph, uh, who was very tormented. So at that point, um, I had to play him very differently. The original morph was uh, <laughs> very kind of happy-go-lucky and the evil one, <laughs> 
the laugh just went down instead of up. Right. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a wonderful part and a wonderful opportunity. And just like all these faces that I'm seeing here today and you know, some who aren't with us anymore physically and literally, uh, it, was, it, was, it was one of my favorite cartoons of all time. And I, I, I love the part of Morph. Wish he, wish he could have been in more, but he was, uh, he was awesome to play. <laughs> Well, let's hear from Norm himself. This is an excerpt from an audio podcast interview he did in 2018. The podcast is called Who Did That Voice? I'll pull it up for you now. Well, I got a call from my agent and for an audition for this show called X-Men. And I'm kind of embarrassed to say I, I did not know what X-Men meant who they were what it was da, da, da. so i go to the audition and they showed me a picture of cyclops so i'm thinking okay he's blue he shoots fire <laughs> or an optic blast out of his eye yeah so i just went you know big with it i'm just like look out for the and the director's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa stop it's, it's way too big. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know, I'm thinking he's a superhero. He's, he's this or that. I had no concept of mutants and, and that they're actually, you know, human and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I just kept, I just kept going. Well, my, one of my, you know, famous lines, Gene, get down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was some episode. That's all I said. But anyhow. <laughs> so I just kept doing it, kept doing it. And he goes, no, no. Uh, and thank God it was Dan Hennessy who directed most of the episodes because he was a friend of mine. And also a character. Uh, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he said, no, I'm just bring it down, bring it down. And I kept doing it. And, I, and then I was so frustrated. I said, Dan, like, I don't know what you want. And he goes, that. I want that. And I went, what do you mean, this? You want me? You know, basically it was me, my own voice a little bit heightened. That was it, right? And so I got the part and and off we went. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys what do you guys uh, how are you guys feeling after hearing from Norm? Just that sigh off oh, like Ron. Yeah. He was such a lovely guy and had such an incredible voice and so self deprecating and my God. Very yeah, my my uh, my my strongest memories of Norm <clears throat> and maybe Cal will uh, uh, agree with this, is meeting Norm at the agency, because we were all with the same agency, uh, Cal and uh, uh, Norm and uh, myself, me and uh, many times, it's and Ron, Ron yeah, yeah. And, Not um, me, though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I, my strongest memories are, are chatting with Norm at the agency in the hallway waiting to go into the voice booth to do an audition at the agency or something or at another studio but uh, he always had that sort of um, uh, uh, it, it wasn't a careful wit it was it was a quiet wit and uh, and a sense of humor that uh, you know it sort of it, it, it sort of surprised you all the time uh, it sort of came out of nowhere and um, it was he. He was he was always sort of a, a a very nice guy and easy to get along with. Uh, it makes me very sad to hear Norm's voice and to see that picture. Man, I'm going to miss him. Um, as was said, he was very self-deprecating and um, he was the funniest guy in the world when he wasn't trying to be. Um, <laughs> he was he was unconsciously so funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. When he tried to be, he wasn't funny at all. Uh, and, you know, he's a good-looking guy with a great voice. And he played a lot of these, you know, um, of these heroes, these cocky, confident characters. But in real life, there's a beautiful uh, naivete, uh, an innocence uh, to Norm. And he lived in, 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 in some fear and some insecurity. And, uh, but he just, uh, he was just a, such a loving uh, person for all of us uh, who know him. And um, just so talented. And I don't think he knew how much he was loved. Does anyone else want to say anything about Norm before I play his next clip, which talks all about you? Well, I'd have to say it's, I always remembered him with his wry humor. We always ended up at the same auditions, auditioning for the same voices, the same voiceovers. And we'd always just pass each other going in or out. And he always had that dry humor. And, uh, as I say, he was he was a wonderful guy, and I, I miss him as well. And I always miss his jokes and his humor. It's just very sad. Absolutely, I'm going to play a clip of him talking about working with you all, and he's going to prompt a story, which I can't wait to hear from from uh, the cast. Well, what, what is it like working with those amazing people? I mean, like working with Cal Dodd and Chris Potter and all the other amazing people <laughs> like Lenore Potter. Zan. <laughs> Lenore. I have a story that, no, I can't tell that. I can't, I can't tell that story. When she, and, <laughs> when she and I went to a Blue Jays game. Never mind. Okay. So, and we ended up on the Jumbotron. The thing is, Ooh, and, we, and we were so, and she had a, Oh God, I'm telling way too much. Uh, well, she was in a relationship, and and she, we looked up and see ourselves in the jumbotron, and we're thinking, "Shit, is this is this going across the network?" <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, um, it did. No, Cal Dodd. Oh, play golf with Cal. Oh God, he does his Cal impression after that. <laughs> and Cal did see it. He Cal happened to be in his living room watching TV that day, and saw us and saw us on TV. Right, Cal? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Can you, uh, can yeah. Lenore? Can we hear from Lenore about this jumbotron moment? Uh -oh. That <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had to look it up to see recently, like the jumbotron. Uh, I guess it's not there anymore. It doesn't exist anymore in Toronto. But at one point uh, when we were doing the show in the 90s, the uh, Blue Jays were there in the Sky Dome, what was called the Sky Dome at the time. And they had a jumbotron, which was a camera that would pick people out of the audience randomly and flash them on the big screen there for the audience at the baseball game to see. And it was also on television uh, when they were televising the games. So it was kind of cool because people were like, oh, I'd like to get on the Jumbotron. Well, so one day uh, Norm invited me to go to a game because I'd never been to a, a national baseball game before. And I'd never been to the Sky Dome. And we, we really liked each other. We were kind of sweet on each other. But it's true, I was in a relationship at the time, but I thought, oh, well, going to a baseball game, that's innocent enough. So we went and we were hanging out and, you know, we were getting kind of close chummy, you know, watching the game. And I said to him, you know, it would be just our luck that 
you know, the jumbotron would, would suddenly zoom in on us. You know, that would just be our luck. And bang, almost as soon as I said it, there we were on the big screen. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we're on TV. And it turned out Cal was in his living room yeah. watching and, and we came on TV and he's like, what, what, what are they doing together <laughs> at, the, at the baseball game? But it, we, we always just reveled in that moment. You know, we'll, we'll always have the Sky Dome. We'll always have the Jumbotron. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a very sweet, sweet day. And I've never been actually to a professional baseball game since. That was my first and only time. And I'll always, I'll always treasure that moment with Norm. Chris Potter, you started a story oh, about interacting with uh, Norm and your first kind of impressions of him. Let's hear the full story. Cal said that there's more to the story. He was a veteran compared to, uh, to some of us when it came to being savvy, knowing that there were these small parts in the script that weren't cast that Dan was going to ask if anybody might be able to play that voice or do that walla or, or, or the uh, sort of the background work in the in the main frame and Norm always <laughs> looking for the extra buck putting his hand yeah. <laughs> I was there that day when when Nicholson came up and 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 actually I remember Cal saying that's not Nicholson you <laughs> 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 did but somebody else in the room did it and I can't remember who it was but it was better than both of you I thought Oh no! But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, actually, that one's really good. I, I maybe I don't know who it was, but, but no, there, was no there was a constant. Uh, that was so entertaining for me to watch these guys that um, had all this talent in um, impersonation, and uh, but the story that you're referencing really is. It's just probably my whole experience with the X-Men is I always felt very insecure about my performance and that eventually Dan was going to just kind of shut the studio down one day, come in and say, just, just leave. Just, <laughs> 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 it isn't working. But, uh, it, and so never, it, when we, when we all filmed together in the same studio, the first season, we'd kind of do a group, you know, read, as you recall. And then we ended up due to schedules and, and I think Mike's village and so on, we ended up doing things individually and, or maybe in pairs. And occasionally I, I would find myself just with Norm um, or on the same day reading. And, and he, yeah, he was, the thing about Norm is he was, he was naturally hilarious, just the way he looked at, walked through life. He observed life. Like you said, Ron, living the dream. Um, every time I ran into Norm in the past few years, it was, well, it hasn't been at least for five or six years. It was usually at the Actors, Actors Fund golf tournament. And um, we always went outside and had a beer together on the porch and caught up. And he was always the same guy to me. And he was gentle. Um, he was masculine. A, mas a masculine build and presence and voice, but a gentle soul and, uh, you know, he had a soft, 
soft heart that way. And I, I really loved seeing him. When I see how I, he was like a beacon to me in a room, I would just head for Noah because I knew we were going to connect and he'd be fun. But when we worked together, he would often, because of his competitive nature, <laughs> I guess, and, you know, I'd read my lines and then he, he'd say, cut. And then he would lean over and say, is that how you're going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> that was all it took to just about <laughs> take me down to my knees. And uh, I, I, just, I don't know. And then I'd eventually get the hang of him. And I, I learned to brush him off. You know, he'd say something <laughs> like that. And I'd say, just shut up. Let me do my job. Leave me alone. <laughs> we hit it off. We really, I really thought the world of him. And, um, when I think of the X-Men, um, he is one of the first memories that pops into my head as a group. Um, so, yeah, that that was the story. I don't know if Cal has anything to add to that story. But it wasn't it wasn't a no, one no. occurrence. It was constantly he did that. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I remember it's just, that. It's just. The way when you told it, I had I I almost choked when you told me that story the first time, and I think it was in Wales or somewhere. But I heard it for the first time, and I laughed so fucking hard because I could just I can just see it. I can hear him it, like in that Ted Knight voice. You were just saying like, and you're like an innocent guy who's doing the here. Yeah. Norm's heard the gambit voice for the first time, and he's just trying to throw you off your game. And it oh, just, is, is that the way you're going to do it? Yeah, he had, he had, and that's it. That's the way you're he had my it. number. So good. He knew yeah. exactly how to throw me off my game. Um, yeah. He, he would have no. done all of our parts if he could have. Absolutely. Right. The, first, the, first, the first time I met Norm was back in the 80s, uh, auditioning for a cartoon. It was called Pigsburg Pigs. It was one of the worst cartoons out there. And we we're all playing pigs, and Norm was going after every role. And, uh, and he got a part, and he was doing his Jim Ignite. Housekey, Jim from Taxi, oh, that, that voice, which he did very well. And the, uh, the director, I, I won't mention, uh, had us walk around like our characters, uh, which was very odd. I'd never done that before. And I was walking around with Norm, and he just kept saying, I can't believe I went to broadcasting school to play a goddamn pig. Uh, and, then, and then he would say, how's my pig? Is my pig good? And then ultimately, how's my hair? And that's the first introduction to Norm I ever got. And uh, yeah. Oh man, memories. Uh, I, I, I have to add that I think Ron might have mentioned it. Maybe it was uh, who was talking about? Oh, it was Cal about Chrysler. I, I also remember over the years bumping into Norm, and he always knew who got every job in town. Yeah. yeah. And he said to me, Oh, you got the GM thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was always afraid to run into him. He just he down my, my work. He so, knew yeah. you got it before you got it. Yeah, you'd say, oh, you got the same thing, huh? And then yeah. Say, yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that. Must be nice. <laughs> Never make me feel good about yeah. it. But in, a, <laughs> in his joking way. Larry, yeah. we haven't heard much from you, so let, I would love to hear from Larry and, and, and what your experiences with Norm and, and working with him. Well, my impressions with, uh, with, everyone, with everyone was basically in 1992 when the series started. Um, they flew us up a couple of times for the recordings. Um, and so that's when I got a chance to meet everyone there. Uh, so I met Norman, you know, everyone here. And, you know, it was, everyone was uh, a top rate talent. I mean, basically everyone here 
when they auditioned, they were like the first choice. They were like excellent at what they were doing. And Norm was like one of the, you know, top of the of the group. I loved his voice. You know, back in LA, we, when we heard his, his voice, everybody was saying, yes, we got him, we got our Cyclops, you know. Um, and so my impression, unfortunately, is only was only two sessions up there. But I would get uh, reports back from, uh, from each recording of how how much of a comedian he was, Norm was, in, in these recordings, the outtakes. And I kept telling uh, the fans, you know, so, you know, the actor was, you know, had all this humor, but we couldn't put it into the show because <laughs> that wasn't the, that wasn't who he was in, in the cartoon. But it was, it was great to hear that, you know, he had another side to himself that um, that was larger than, you know, what I knew. And um, I really, really wish I had been more in touch with him what? in the later years, because when on, especially now on Twitter, you know, the kids with uh, Disney Plus, all the cast has been rediscovered and it's it's it, their memory of of cyclops and you know all, all the actors here is enormous you guys have uh let's see how can i put it? you guys have made almost two or three generations of kids enjoy what you did you, you entertained them and, and really our show came out at a really the right time and a lot of the issues and stuff that we we touched upon in the series is unfortunately coming back again it's today and uh but yeah no norm was he was perfect for the for the cast and i'm really enjoying hearing all the stories from you guys because you guys were uh a lot closer to him one you know you guys are physically all around them so i i'm really enjoying this quite a bit yeah absolutely well the clip i'm gonna play next of uh norm <laughs> is him talking about fan interaction and kind of writing letters or signing autographs or everything. So I'll pull that up right now. You know, I still get uh, letters from kids all over uh, the States and and it just, uh, it floors me. Well, they and, have, you know, I, sorry, go ahead, man. <laughs> no, no, you, you and I were talking earlier and, and they send a picture of Cyclops and they want an autograph. And I'm like, I don't know what, do I sign my name? Do I sign? Cyclops, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm not used to. <laughs> yeah. You know, I make a living at it, but I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not George Clooney for God's sake. <laughs> I wish I was. I mean, I look like him, but I just don't have his, <laughs> <laughs> <have> his ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have gray hair. Okay. That's and so I, you know, these action figures and and the cells that we got, I gave them away to to kids in the neighborhood. I mean, I just. And people go, why did you do that? Why, you know, T-shirts and I said, no, I don't look good for kids, man. They're not. What am I going to do with them, right? <laughs> well, if you ever go to conventions or something, then you have stuff to kind of put around you, and people go, oh, hey, you know. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just not used to the whole um, celebrity thing that that surrounds it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I it was really just about about the work and and how much fun we had. And how lucky we were to uh, to do that. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's 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 the innocence and the naivete and the you know the shyness yeah. of Norm down to his core. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you all had interactions with fans of X Men the Animated Series? I know 
Lenore, Cal, George, Larry, um, you know, I've seen you all, and Chris, Britton, I've seen, and Potter, I've seen you all at conventions at various times, but um, can you just uh, share a story just like how Norm did about fan interaction or how, um, you know, you were perceived as, as your superhero character? Um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe start off. Uh, it's funny. <clears throat> I, I started to realize how big the show was when I was living in New York City and I was doing theater there and uh, I had my own play I'd written called The Maryland Tapes and I was doing that and uh, I, I booked a job uh, being a guest star on, on um, uh, Law and Order with J Jerry Orbach, the original cop and uh, I think his name was Jamie Simpson who was his partner and he had been in Rent and a bunch of other great shows. Um, and we were doing scenes on like the streets of New York in February, freezing cold, and then going into uh, a limousine that was there to, to keep us warm in between scenes. And, and Jesse Simpson said something like, oh, you know, your voice sounds so familiar. You seem so familiar to me. Uh, have I seen you in anything or whatever? And I'm thinking, here's this big star. I'm just, you know, playing a guest star on this show. And, I'm from Canada, you know. I said, well, uh, I'm new to New York and I haven't really done that much here. But um, he said, well, your voice is so familiar. You saw? I said, well, I do do some cartoon work. And he said, oh. And then he said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not, you're not. I said, my daddy liked to kill himself when he found out I was a mutant. And he goes, oh, my God, you're rogue. He said, that show is my favorite show. My nephew and I watch it every Sunday, I think he said at that point. Can I get your autograph? And that was what I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? Because I would have preferred to get his autograph and Jerry Orbach, who's I'm a huge fan of his musical theater work and, you know, all of his acting work. but. That's when I realized, wow, like our show has legs and is, is, is huge. I do, uh, um, I haven't done uh, cons with the, uh, with the entire cast or anything, but I, I, I do quite a few for other shows and I've been to some with Cal. Um, and uh, Morph is always one of my um, uh, biggest sellers uh, constantly, whether I'm there for Sailor Moon or Beetlejuice or Avengers or something, Morph is always, uh, no matter where I am, the kids come up and the adults and um, they say things like, that was my childhood. And, uh, you know, and how they cried when Morph was killed. And, and, uh, and I, I just can't believe uh, uh, the impact that the show had. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever, even if it's an anime con uh, or for something else, there's always X-Men fans there. And, um, you know, uh, and Morph apparently had a, a, a very, very uh, emotional, a very good following. And it's, it surprises, well, it doesn't surprise me anymore because it happens everywhere I go. But, you know, uh, I'm sure all of us get fan mail and, and, um, and um, from kids all over the world asking for uh, autographs. And uh, <coughs> X-Men had a huge impact on, uh, on, uh, on kids. Yeah, I'll accept Allison, who's been hiding. Allison, where have you been? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hiding. <laughs> hiding, working, working, hiding. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't you. have any of those. You, you haven't had a chance to interact with, with any, any fans of the series or encounter any fans? No, I, I, um, yeah, there was this guy. I, I was working in Barbados, and there was this guy who would email me all the time. And uh, he wanted me to do um, the answering message on his on his voice <laughs> mail thing. 
and oh. uh, he started and he was he was offering to pay me a couple of hundred us to do it and i said no 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 and then he he right back in about six months and he offered me 500 and um and he was saying all the other he's got all the other x-men everybody has done it they've all be um being the 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 done his message on his answering machine and i'm the only one that he doesn't have left um and i i have to do this thing it's really important and then i i blew him off again and then i think the last time i heard from him he was offering me a thousand bucks to do it but i haven't done it yet wow. so <laughs> <laughs> i never heard from him yeah you, i was gonna I say know. do you get fan mail good, though allison Allison, I do you get fan mail? Um, I did. I I did up until well, I mean, I haven't been represented by an agent now in ten years because I've been home in Barbados. But but um, yeah, before I left, before I left to go home to Barbados, I was I was getting fan mail, and it was yeah. weird because of course then I I go home to Barbados and I figure well, you know, it's it's been quite a few years after that, and for some reason I just didn't think that there would be that many people and there were a whole bunch of young people working at the ncf going oh yeah man i grew up with you on saturday mornings right yeah there you so, go yeah i went oh yeah <laughs> that's yeah. great that's great of course they would have been seeing me in barbados like yeah yeah you know what so he was trying to guilt he was trying to guilt you into signing this or doing this thing for yeah. you because we all did it yes because everybody did, did it. Everybody. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah. Yeah, figured. Figured. So I didn't do it. No. But. You, know, you know what? Uh, sorry to uh, monopolize if I am. Uh, but what floored me is, is after Norm's death, my Facebook page got flooded um, by fans of, of other shows of mine uh, with, um, with Cyclops um, videos and uh, tributes to Norm and, uh, and articles and write-ups and things like that. All of a sudden, I woke up that, that morning, and, and then there were six or eight um, um, just Cyclops um, 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 articles and videos, which, which really yeah. touched me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Allison, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, uh, because all of these folks have been doing cons and stuff, would you ever join them and be all a cast again? Yes. Yeah, well, I had this full-time job for years, right? So I go home to Barbados, and the next thing I know, I mean, I've been an actor all my life, gigging, and then I'm working, like, at a government job for years so that you guys would you know get in touch and say and i'm going well no i can't i can't just up and leave my job and i'm i'm quite happy in this job i was doing some pretty you know cool theatrical events and so on for the government um but now i'm i'm footloose and fancy free again so yeah Great. and we can't go anywhere we'll try and remember you and then we can't go anywhere right george yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we can go to barbados sometime I well listen listen that would be so cool yeah that would be cool i would love that, that. that that's a group yeah. that, that we can, dangerous practice <laughs> uh, we can make that happen we can make that happen yeah you tell me about it i can make it happen yeah the start of the uh this you know the pandemic i i found <laughs> this on um uh 
Oh, look the at websites. That. Oh, that's great. The Mr. Sinister Mask. Uh, wow. Uh, which I wear, and um, I have a, a couple of them. Cool. And the the other you day. You look better with that on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the other, you know, I, a few people, you know, have sort of looked at me and go, "Is that? Is, who is that? Is that?" And I say, "Mr. Sinister." They go, "Yes, that's it." <laughs> it's such an odd place to see it, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm very glad we got to go to New Orleans uh, earlier this year. Um, oh yeah. Some of us. We, we met with Gambit, you know, which is, is his hometown, right? So some of us met up there in New Orleans early yes. February before the, the, the pandemic hit. And uh, it was very moving to go there and to meet the fans there. I, I loved New Orleans and, yeah. and Texas. We went to Texas where Rogue was from and Tennessee and some of these places. And, you know, it was a really great opportunity to, to get to some of these really iconic um, American cities and get to know the fans. And, and the, the beautiful thing was all of them had that same story about how they had been so moved as children. They couldn't wait to get home from school. They'd rush into school. They'd jump over the couch. They'd get on the, t they'd turn the TV on to see the X-Men. And some of them said, you know, that, it, it, they were bullied or that they they were um, they had learning disabilities and and that we made them feel like they belonged and that it's okay to be different and that mm -hmm. you know and, and that we all need to look out for each yeah. other and we've got each other's backs and to me you know that's that's worth it all that is the best thing to come out of this and if we can help another generation of kids who are going through hell right now um, in many ways, shapes and forms and racism and, you know, homosexual, you know, the, the people in the States who are, are, don't like homosexuals and gays, it really gives me hope that we can at least get to them with a good positive message that, you know, we're okay and that you're okay and we're in this together. Yeah, I'm absolutely here, here. My most George? memorable fan experience was at one of the cons where this huge burly bearded guy came up to my table and he couldn't speak. He actually broke down in tears and he had to excuse himself. He says, I got to go out into the hall and pose myself. And he had to go out there and then came back in about five minutes so he could get himself together. He was so wow. to uh, just be in the same area as all these X-Men that's how much the show meant to him growing up mm. and that's something that i will wow. always remember wow. that that one event yeah and kids with autism too right a lot of kids yeah. with yeah. autism and people that have grown up yeah on the spectrum said that 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 show was their favorite show because it made them feel like they belonged yes yeah i had i had the uh, the classic uh, and it happens everywhere we go, like you're, the way you're talking, the stories you're telling. It's like it's unbelievable how many of them say that you made my childhood. You mm -hmm. definitely made my childhood. And, and they go on and on. This guy walked up, he's about 22, 23, four something. And, we, and he dressed in black and he had Wolverine's claws on. And his little, his little daughter was with him and she was like 10 or 11. 
again in black, and then the mother was there with someone off to the side. And he just stood there and he said, my name, he said his name, whatever it was, and he said, I have autism. And this is my doctor, she's also autistic. This is my daughter, she's also autistic. And he, he, I couldn't stop him because he was just, he could tell, and he was just, and he was just looking straight through me and straight ahead. And he went, you were my favorite, X-Men was my favorite series all growing up. And the only, the only reason I'm alive today is because of Wolverine and the X-Men and gave me the strength to not mm -hmm. listen to people picking on me and, and not committing, taking my own life. And I'm like mm -hmm. starting to lose it. And he's like, and he wouldn't stop. And, and he said, I just, I had to come up and tell you that. And my daughter loves you as well, loves the show. And she's watching it now with me again. And uh, I just said, that's, that, that's astounding. And, and I just automatically went to shake his hand and he stopped and he took off the claw and he shook my hand and he just immediately with that slipped the claw back on turned around like a soldier and left mm. no. this, this no. woman comes running up to the table and she's in tears she said i can't believe what i just saw that, that's my husband and my daughter he has never because of his autism ever touched another human being with, with his, oh with, wow and he oh. couldn't because your wolverine had, had met his yeah. hero and stuff and i just that was the end of that. It's an amazing story. Tears. Tears. Wow. It's just yeah. 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 That's so mm. beautiful and that's that's so heartwarming, Cal Fuck. Uh and, and that happens all the time. And like all you said, time. Larry and Lenore. Uh mm -hmm. I think I think the show is as relevant, if not more relevant these days with kids on the spectrum, with kids with autism oh, yeah. who, who have been oh, yeah. bullied, who feel like outsiders, mm -hmm. who feel like mutants who aren't accepted into society. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, right. the whole, oh no, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of sad to see it happening again you know i mean after after the 60s and the 70s when it was all about brotherly and sisterly love and we're all in this together and now here we are again where there are powers trying to split us apart and oh, you know worse now. It, it seems we to really be so thought we were going to change the world we did yeah we did for a yeah. we did we thought so <laughs> I thought, uh, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wasn't uh, really a part of the animation world, so I don't know how many black superheroes there were <laughs> before X Men. But it's huge, and um, um, I lived out in Scarborough for a long time. And for those kids, the that there was a black superhero, and that there was then a black actress who was actually mm -hmm. voicing this black character because you you don't know it doesn't it doesn't have to be it it was big it it was it was mm -hmm. a big deal and so um i i i think that we shouldn't we shouldn't underestimate what the power of that was too for people who didn't often see themselves represented and didn't think of themselves as superheroes Totally agree, Allison. And you were on yeah, TV here. too at the time, and you were doing yeah. like Street Legal and shows like that. I mean, yeah. you know, you yeah. were a, you're a it fantastic was a big deal. actress. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a big I'd deal. I wonder, Larry, when I realized. Um, yeah. So I was going to just say, I wonder if Larry could talk about uh, black superheroes because he, I mean, he drew so many s different cartoons there. Like Larry, can you tell us where where was Storm in? you know, in, in the history of, of these car cartoon characters? Um, Storm, it's really uh, between Storm and the Black Panther, 
at the time in the 90s were like the two top characters that represented, you know, black superheroes getting, you know, being seen and being out there. And um, those were the two, there were like some other characters like the Falcon and, and uh, other characters, but your character, Allison, and, um, and the Black Panther were like the two top tier, most yeah. recognized uh, uh, fictional characters that kids uh, really got behind. And um, we were lucky enough to have not only Allison, but I was able to put the Black Panther as a cameo in one of the episodes, which all the, all the kids, when they saw that, they, you know, the, the fan reactions, that they, they were really excited to see Black Panther yeah. existing in the same universe as Storm. Mm. And uh, so that was uh, really well received. And uh, I have to add that, you know, when I, when I did the, uh, directed the uh, Fantastic Four, I was able to uh, do an episode of just the Black Panther. And so that was uh, very well received because uh, that was actually the first animated version of them. And uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the, the actor uh, did a great voice on it. And I'm, I'm blanking on it right now, but I remember it in a, in a little bit. But Allison, whenever we go to conventions, they, always ask, they would always ask me about you. Where's Storm? Yeah. We want to see Storm. We want to see Storm on the stage with all these other great actors. And uh, right. long time, I didn't know it where you, <laughs> we had no idea where you were, you know. Right. And now we do. We track yes, you down. Yeah. Now we do. Now we do. <laughs> yeah. Now I we can, do. I can say, uh, growing up watching this show, I mean, you guys made a huge impact on me, you know, because I, I grew up uh, gay in Minnesota, going to Catholic high school. And just, you know, it, it made me feel so accepted and important and, you know, relatable. The, the show is so so impactful to me. So it's just a huge honor for me to be here and in this same space with you guys. I, I'm just blown away. And I just want to point out that, and I would love to hear from you, would you feel that Norm would have loved these kind of con experiences? What do you mm. think his, would, would he have enjoyed this kind of fan interaction? Absolutely. Do you think it would have helped him? Yeah. He would have loved it. Totally. Loved yeah. it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. I kept trying to encourage him that that was a, a venue that he should explore, not knowing that uh, there were impediments. Right. Mm. I'm sure there was stuff in Canada, I imagine, that, that might maybe yes. would have been an opportunity. But uh, well, it's just unfortunate. We actually, I feel like he would have felt the love. We were mm -hmm. actually refused by Canada. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, not, you're not current enough. <laughs> yeah, we're unbelievable. We're, we tried to get into the biggest con in Canada and um, we weren't, which is uh, unconscionable. But if Norm got yeah. a taste of this, if Norm could be on stage with the crew and see the, the, the love and attention that his character um, um, got from the fans, he, uh, he would have been in heaven. He really would have. Yeah. I don't and think he's tasted maybe, that before. And maybe we could have helped him. Yeah. You know, I, because yeah. we, we're, we're all yeah. scattered. That's the problem. I mean, I'm on the East Coast. <clears throat> Um, and I haven't been in touch with Norm. I haven't seen Norm for, you know, 30 years. So it's sad. I, I, and I'm, to be honest, uh, as somebody who's also um, sober, 24 years now, I've been sober. I would have loved to be able to hook up with, with, with Norm and, and talk to him about, you know, addictions and disease and, and all of that kind of stuff and maybe try to, to help a little bit more. 
but I wish we could have all met up in Toronto at a Comic-Con there before yeah. all yeah. this happened. Did you say you've been 24 years sober? Is that what you said? Yep. Yes. I knew there was something different about you. <laughs> <laughs> More than just my hair. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 There's a huge, um, when we were able to uh, bring all the actors into the state, um, that's when a lot of them suddenly realized how huge of impact they made on, you know, generations of kids that are now adults that have their own kids. Um, you know, it, I wish we could have brought Norman down at that time because he would have been, I think, especially when we brought uh, Chris Potter down to the Los Angeles convention, that was a mm -hmm. huge convention. And I think he would have really, it would have really made a good impression on him if we could have gotten him oh, yeah. down there because there's so much love for all the characters that you guys portrayed. And, uh, you know, especially Allison, you, 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 we got to figure out some way to bring you back here next year sometime. I'd, you know? I'd like to feel it. I'd like to feel it. Yeah, why not? You know, I, I got, yeah, I got some, I got, I've gotten some love in my time with some other things that I've done, but, but yes, yeah. My next question for you all is would you ever return to play your character in the X Men? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In a heartbeat. <laughs> You're not going to get many no's here. <laughs> that is wonderful to hear because I would love to hear you all come back to, I know that there's rumblings of Disney Plus relaunching this show as a new animated series, probably a new cast. However, I would love the originals back. Um, I'm going to play a final clip from Norm talking about leaving behind a legacy. So here it comes. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Don't do what I did. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the legacy uh, I want to leave behind. Yes, sir. Well, okay. I was lucky enough to find a career that I absolutely am passionate about. I love to go to work. I love to work, and I hope that, uh, and I'm, I think I'm pretty sure that I did not step on maybe one or two toes along the way in 20, 22 years or whatever, and I'd like to think that people enjoy working with me, and then I enjoy working with them, and it's a, it is an absolute privilege to still be in this business, you know, at 59, because unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of friends of mine from the old days that uh, you just don't hear them anymore. And, and for, for whatever reason, so I'm, I consider myself extremely lucky and I'm grateful, you know, to be able to do the job that I love. Cause a lot of people can't say that, you know what I mean? I mean, there's people that uh, work to live and, I live to work. I know that's a cliche, but just I'm just very, I'm very, very lucky. And with that, I want to ask you guys all to just, and well, first of all, I want to thank you all for joining this incredible discussion about the X-Men the Animated Series, Remembering Norm Spencer. And if you are up for it, I would love to hear just a final send off if you want to say thank you, Norm, or say any final words about Norm uh, before we 
finish the full cast discussion. Well, Norm, I would just say that you seem to have accomplished what you wanted. I wish there was more work for you to keep to have kept you busier in those tougher times. There's a lot of I wishes around uh, this cast, but it is what it is. And you did leave a legacy, and you left it left an impression on me. And I was proud to know you and work with you, and I miss you. And this is all for you, Norm. Um, <clears throat> I will miss you, my friend. You were one of a kind. Um, and you're a soft, gentle man. And yeah, your hair is straight. It looks good. Um, <laughs> I'm sure um, we will meet again, my friend. And uh, until, because, you know, maybe I can teach you some golf, some golf tricks when, when we see each other again. But, um, We'll all miss you, and uh, you would have loved what we're all doing now for you, and you so deserve it, my friend. God bless you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's, I don't think I've dealt with it fully that he's gone, so it's kind of kicking in now. Uh, man, Norm, as, as was said here, you're so missed and so loved. Um, I wish you could have known. Um, and appreciated and um oh boy and uh just known how how special you were and and how loved you were and um you know he will be in our hearts and our thoughts and our memories and as cal said your hair looks good right now wherever you are and some x-men um scenes and there's one where i was being attacked by mr sinister and he pushed him aside he said your fight's not with him it's with me and then he said stay away from my friends and um that wraps up my feelings about norm were all his friends and i don't know if he knew how many friends he had you'll be missed norm um god bless well, i wish norm could have seen the legacy that he left behind at the comic cons and the appreciation that was shown and i sure hope that where he is now he's got a lifelong chrysler contract waiting for him up there <laughs> uh, and tell tell him I'm sorry about the uh, the the car thing. <laughs> I, I'm sorry about your your the automatic you had a convertible. It had to happen later. Well, hopefully, there's a big uh, jumbotron in the sky. Hmm. Hopefully, uh, I, I just want to say to Norm that we all love you, Norm. We've loved you from the beginning, and you are a very special and talented human being who has made the world a better place. And I think that's a pretty good legacy to leave. And uh, you're in my heart. You're in all of our hearts here. You're in the fans' hearts. And uh, you will live on. Your voice will live on. And, uh, you know, all heroes also have their vulnerable spots. But your strengths live on. Huh. Um, Norm, 
we miss you. You were an excellent talent. You are the leader of the X-Men and your voice will resonate for generations. You did a, you did a superb job. And um, I hope you know now that you are beloved and loved and uh, I miss you a lot. I wish you had been able to see all the love that we have for you here, but thank you. We love you. Allison, I want to give you a moment if you if you want to jump in or if you and Chris have to sign off, um, no problem. Um, yeah, it's just what I'll say to Norm is that is that um, I didn't I didn't know Norm very well, but the legacy is real and the legacy is enduring. And I think if if any of us didn't know at the time what it was that we were doing and what the resonances and the echoes of our work were going to be than Norm knows now. And, um, and this is good. And, and as he himself said, um, we can't take for granted what it is that we were privileged to be able to um, for a while there and sometimes you know make a better living and sometimes not so good a living, but we made a living doing what we loved and were good at and are good at. and, and and I think that that's a fantastic privilege, and I'm I'm glad that Norm knew that for a while, and um, I'm sure that he knows now that his legacy is is real and it will live on, and that's really all that we can ever ever ask for, is that there will be a memory um, after we're gone, and that the memories will be good. Nice. Well, thank you everybody for, for right. taking this time to remember Norm Spencer and to reunite as uh, the cast of X-Men, the animated series. We're so lucky to have this opportunity to join in this virtual space. Um, thank you all to you for contributing your outstanding talent and voices and performances to this show that has made an impression on so many people and continues to um, the, to this day. And I, I just really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you, Chandler and Byron and Lenore for putting this together. Uh, and Larry, great seeing you again. Um, Cal, George, love you. Hope to see you soon. Allison, you too. Be well, everyone. Okay, cool. Be well. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. I look forward to seeing you all. Yeah. Yeah.